This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the night. I am the dude. Or you can call me Anthony. I'm cool with that. Man, has it been the roughest two weeks of your life? Well, uh, truthfully, I've got a job that they've considered essential. And so I've been working pretty much nonstop since uh, this whole thing started. But I want to remind all of you bartenders and servers out there that you are taken for granted right now. You guys are very essential. Just the problem is you have to deal with the public. And uh, the public carries bacteria, diseases, and nasty habits. And you guys are the ones that have to pay for it. And I feel sorry for every single, each and every one of you, that most of you had to go home, file unemployment, or in some cases, got laid off. Yes, It might be a surprise to some of you guys, but there have been places that have been taking advantage of this whole situation by flat out laying off their bartenders and servers. Now, some maybe some of the bartenders and servers I've been reading about have been taking it kind of poorly, and uh, they said they got fired. But uh, you know, there might be a reasoning behind it. We got a, you know, we got to wonder: is the manager just being a dick? Or is he looking out for us? I don't, you know, just, it's just one of those weird things. But we'll talk about a little bit about that uh, during this podcast. And uh, remember to listen to the, uh, towards the end of the podcast, I'll be playing a brand new single from Claire Riddell. Uh, Just so stay tuned and listen for that. But as usual, we got to start this show off with a drink special. That's right. So here we go. Uh, I was cruising around Instagram, and a lot of us bartenders, uh, a lot of you bartenders, are taking the time to uh, treat yourselves, and in some cases, design drinks, or just work on your presentation. you got to keep those skills honed. Uh, Like I uh, I posted on Facebook and Instagram earlier this week, I was working on my bottle tossing, now i got Coca-Cola all over my house. Uh, You know, it's just disgusting in here. Everything's all sticky. But... Uh, I was looking around Instagram and came across from uh, an Instagram profile called Cocktails and Cravings. Uh, I'm going to read you what they posted. Despite the current events, we've had an amazing night to enjoy the beautiful weather tonight while maintaining appropriate social distance from neighbors who are also in their yard. Uh, So they made what I'm assuming is called the Spring Cocktail. And... How well the ingredients that uh, go into it? You got one and a half ounces of Jack Pine gin. You got three quarters of an ounce of Voyager 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 uh, Saskatoon berry liquor. Half ounce of homemade black cherry syrup. Squeeze of fresh lemon juice, topped with tonic. So uh, it doesn't uh, since it's an Instagram post and. Uh, uh, they only have, a, I, do they have a limited space like Twitter? I don't know. Uh, they didn't s- say directly how to make this drink, but it sounds like one of those things that's pretty easy. Just drop the stuff in a glass and go to town on it. Uh, 
if you want to shake it, uh, just be uh, be careful with the tonic water because you could end up uh, a compressed vessel and end up with your whole drink all over your kitchen or bar. Uh, public service announcement from Hey Bartender Podcast. So listen, we're on week two of the coronavirus epidemic quarantine, and the numbers are climbing, yes, uh, uh, and it's get it i've never seen anything like this ever in my life and you know and i talked to my father about it and he's like he's never seen anything like this in his life either where basically the president shut down the whole country and and said any non-essential workers must go home and stay there uh and everybody keeps uh six foot social distance and you know how hard it is to hold a conversation when you're six feet away from people? Well, it's not that hard if you're in a quiet room, but um, it's uh, it's awkward. You're, ta- you're six feet away from person, and you're trying to hold a conversation. Six feet away, to me, is for small talk. That way, you can scan the whole area and bail whenever you get uncomfortable with whatever the person's saying. For instance, the president. You don't talk about uh, politics in a bar? No, it, that's just politics, religion, and sex. Leave those subjects alone. Or girls can, uh, uh, you know, avoid a guy being handy or when he's using pickup lines because you can't use a pickup line from six feet away because you have to say it too loud. Because when you use a even the simplest pickup line where you go, "Hey," you know, you can't do that from six feet away. So you know. Everybody, uh, we're at my current job. We're currently taking bets that uh, nine months from now on how many babies are going to be born uh, because everybody's locked in their house. And you know, they're come on, it, it's an extreme possibility. Every single area of the United States or whoever, wherever you are listening to this, when there's some kind of uh, something that happens, like let's say a snow day where uh, everybody is stuck in their homes because the roads are too dangerous uh, to go driving on, and they're just stuck at home. They got, you know, if there's a couple living together, they got no choice but to get down a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Or if the power's out, you know, you can't watch TV, you can't really cook. Uh, so, you know, so got to go get yourself something to eat, don't you? Yeah. Anyway. So we, so, uh, you know, this coronavirus epidemic is, uh, really, uh, for a guy like me, a baby, uh, or I'm not a baby boomer. I'm a gen Xer. Um, for a guy like me who I've never seen anything like this in my life, this is like ultra weird. I didn't other people around me that, uh, are really paying attention to this thing way more attention than I am. Uh, they're thinking that this is like the beginning of the walking dead. No, people, come on, keep a more open mind. Uh, the human race has survived through thousands of epidemics, uh, through thousands of disasters, thousands of uh, various things that could have wiped out the human race as we know it, and the human race has come out on top every single time. So, you know, keep a smile on your face, ladies and gentlemen. Sure, wash your hands. And, uh, you know, smile that, you know, that nothing hurt and uh, smiling has never hurt anybody. 
uh, in, unless it's in the wrong context. Or, uh, cause you know, like if you're smiling while somebody's, uh, no, I'm not going to even do a demo, uh, uh, make some kind of an analogy there. Cause it's just going to be weird. Um, but you know, smile, be happy. You all will return to work eventually. Unfortunately, some of you will not be returning to work. I've been reading posts all over uh, social media saying that people are getting fired right and left. And I don't know. They're, they're just upset about it, and they're venting on uh, social media that they got fired. And, you know, you're not getting the whole story. So, But you got to feel sorry for those people because it's this is a rough, uh, rough time right now. And, uh, you know, how hard is it going to be to find a job? How hard is it going to be to find another bar position or a server position? where you get along with the employees or and you got to it's like getting adopted by a, a new family or it you know you're walking into a new house you don't know anybody you don't know anything you got to learn where everything's at you got to learn the new rules uh and you know trying to find a new job is really hard but for all you bartenders and servers that have been at uh your particular job for the last say five years you know i'm i was going to say 10 but i'm going to say five years good for you guys you have found your niche you have uh really uh and i'm sure you have a great clientele that loves you so you know good for you that's uh that's really great but you know for our fellow bartenders and servers brothers and sisters um, I'm very sorry that you guys got fired during this uh, epidemic, this crisis, because you weren't making money. If you weren't making money when this whole quarantine started, you're definitely not making money now, and it might last a little bit longer since you're. Uh, you know, I I think the quarantine may be over soon. Uh, by the time I post this podcast. A lot of restaurants around here said that they were only closing for two weeks, but there are other restaurants that said they were closing until like uh, until like the end of April, and uh, you know, so things are screwed up. And getting fired is never been fun. Nobody likes it. Come on, and uh, unless you were trying to get fired, which I've known a lot of people who did did that because they knew that because I can't quit, then I can't collect unemployment. Uh, so they try their hardest to uh, get fired from the job so they can collect unemployment. It usually works out for them. Uh, so if you're one of those people, I've also, another piece of advice, I've also known quite a few bartenders and servers that almost refuse to collect unemployment. They just get it in their head, I got to get another job as soon as possible. You know, as soon as the they get their last paycheck from their boss, they hit the streets. They're looking for work. Okay, good for you guys, but file for unemployment because you don't know how long it's going to take for you to find another job. I mean, it'll, uh, when I during when I was in between jobs, uh, uh, bartending jobs, I uh, hit the streets uh, that same day and started looking for work and uh, filled out applications all over the place. And after about three days, my dad turned to me and said, have you filed for unemployment yet? And I said, no. And he goes, why not? And I said, well, I don't, you know, I, that if 
truth being told people, it felt like that it was a failure. If I file for unemployment, that means I failed in life. That is an extremely false idea I had in my head. We pay into unemployment. With every check that we uh, receive, unemployment gets a little bit of that, and that money is there for you. And so as soon as you lose your job, uh, you get fired. You probably won't get unemployment if you quit. But if you lose your job by getting fired or getting laid off, you go get that unemployment because that money is yours and that money is there. You, you won't be getting paid nearly as much as you were when you were working your serving or bartending shifts, but at least you'll have money. That's the important part because you might have, uh, you you definitely have bills to pay. You might have uh, car payments to make. You got to make sure your kids are uh, are fed. Come on, unless you're single like I am, then you just got to make sure that I I just got to make sure I'm fed and all my bills are paid. But uh, it's that's what unemployment's for. Just remember that, people. And I. Uh, the original concept for this particular episode of Hey Bartender podcast was uh, different stories that people had of why they got fired. Now, I'm I'm going to start out with my story. Uh, one of the, um one of the stories that I have about getting fired. Uh, one day I got called up on my cell phone, and my boss was on the on the other end of the line. And funny enough, I was just about to call her because I'd worked for her in her bar for a year and a half. And I was, I decided I need a raise. Uh, but she called me first and said, uh, I'm sorry, Anthony, we're going to have to fire you. And I said, wait, what? She goes, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening around here and we just can't have you working here anymore. And... I said, well, um, okay. I, uh, I decided to take the high ground. And I said, well, um, okay. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity you guys made, gave to me to work there. Um, and then she, then she all of a sudden said, okay, uh, you can come in and get your last check tomorrow. And I want you to turn in your, uh, your bar shirts because we had to wear cheesy Hawaiian shirts when we worked behind the bar. And I said, all right. Uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, according to my uh, best friend to this day who worked at that bar with me, uh, I guess she didn't take that very well because I didn't go off saying, what the fuck? And there were hundreds of rumors uh, from her friends that uh, came about, came around to me because they didn't like that I got fired either. Um and I was just like, hey, it was their decision. I, you know, I was taking the moral high ground. I decided not to bitch about it. I decided just, you know, it is what it is. And uh, which is the way I am about a lot of things in life, especially relationships. They they call me uh, call me up and or talk to me and say, uh, we have to break up. And I'm just like, all right. And I walk off. And that that uh, that actually has upset. Uh, a couple women, but we won't get into that. Uh, we're, we're talking about getting fired at work today. Um, I guess uh, the way my mannerisms of, of how I handled it uh, freaked her out. And she uh, she 
wasn't right for like two days. In fact, when I came in and turned in my, turned in my shirt, it looked like she'd been crying for two days. And I don't think it was because of me because, you know, firing is firing. Somebody's firing somebody. She'd owned that bar for a couple of years. She'd fired quite a few people before that. Or oh, wait a minute. Maybe she fire, fired her. Uh, her father fired him. Well, her father, if he fired him, then he left him a note saying you're fired because uh, he wasn't much on confrontation either. But, uh, uh, yeah, so I came in, turned in my shirt, and her friends were coming up to me saying that uh, she suspected that somebody was stealing food from the kitchen. And since I was the only one there late that night, it had to be me. Okay, that um, and I'm going to tell you guys because I've never never told her because she didn't give me the opportunity. Um, I wouldn't, uh, there was no way in hell I would have stole food from that restaurant because a, they were long time old family friends, but I kept a, uh, business distance away from them. You know, uh, my, my father and her father had been friends since the seventies. And I, you know, my, uh, I told my dad, I don't care if you're friends with him, uh, just don't expect me to show up if he's here for dinner or visiting or anything. And my dad completely understood. And they're still friends. They don't talk uh, talk as much, but they're still friends to this day. Um, but they, she thought that I was possibly stealing food from the bar. And like I said, we were longtime old family friends. And secondly, I lived with my parents at that time. What benefit stealing food from there would have that done me when uh, when I could go home and get a home cooked meal any any time I wanted, Uh, and so I I thought that well that's bullshit, and then uh, then came uh, somebody else who came up and told me that the reason why she felt like she uh, had to fire me was because the other bartender, my friend, uh, she she and I had gotten into a relationship. Let's face it, people. It happens in a, uh, in a bar or restaurant. Uh, you work with your coworker. You're comfortable with your coworker, and then all of a sudden, one thing leads to another. And she and I uh, dated for quite a while, and it eventually ended. And uh, but we're still friends. And if we had the opportunity to work together again, we'd probably do it because it was fun. She and she and I working together. But the manager, she didn't like it, uh, according to her friends. She didn't like it that uh, two of her bartenders were dating and one of us had to go. And uh, the choice was actually obvious that I had to go first because uh, my friend Shannon, she uh, was the draw. She made the most money in the bar, and everybody came over to see her, mostly. People still came to see me specifically, and but actually a lot of people loved to watch us together. And so, uh, but like I said, when it came down to it, if that were the actual choice uh, of us being in a relationship, yeah, I was the obvious one that had to get fired because she made more sales than I did. The last reason that came up to me uh, was that she was fooling around with a bartender that only worked, he, he bounced two nights a week and bartended one night a week. And she decided, uh, and she, like I said, when you work in a restaurant with other people, you kind of get used to each other and maybe a little knocking boots happens here and there. 
and uh, she decided to get into a relationship with him, and uh, he started talking about, I need more hours, and she said, well, fine, we'll just, uh, you can have Anthony's shifts, and uh, so, you know, you know, so she could, uh, you know, uh, she gave my hours to her fuck buddy at the time, which uh, the funniest part about that whole thing was, is that uh, the relationship between them, as soon as I got fired, was on a very, very quick downward spiral. I think they lasted maybe a week. So anyway, um, fuck her. And, but I moved on to uh, other things, some good, some bad. Uh, then, you know, that's just the way the world works. You know, and, and you just can't ha- stop and feel sorry for yourself. You got to keep going. But, you know, uh, there were a lot of, like, personal things that happened uh, at that bar. She uh, she once fired somebody for dating, uh, dating her ex-boyfriend. Uh, uh, and I was just like, wait, what? You guys broke up. I remember seeing him come into my bar. I was working in a bar on the other side of town at the time. He came into my bar crying like a little bitch that you broke up with him. And, uh, you know, people were feeling sorry for him. People were, uh, you know, like, you know, don't worry, you'll find somebody else. Here, have a drink. And, you know, part of me was wondering if he was milking the sympathy just so he could get free drinks. But, yeah, he came into my bar saying, oh, my God, she broke up with me. I can't believe it. And... Uh, I wanted to tell him I couldn't, uh, didn't understand why they were in a relationship anyway, because she was what, like, uh, five ten, and he was maybe five four. That was the, the, it, it, nothing against people who, you know, people, tall people who date short people, but it just looked weird. And, uh, but, uh, one of her bartenders, uh, started hanging out with him and she found out about it and decided to fire her over it and uh you know truth being told uh the the manager she uh called up uh her bartender and actually had a conversation about it i heard that you uh did this with my ex-boyfriend and um then uh the bartender was very truthful she said yes it happened it won't ever happen again uh, it, that was a huge mistake. We were drunk and, uh, then she ended up losing her job over the whole thing. Now that was bullshit because one, she can't expect her exes to not date after her. She had done that. She had shunned a lot of friends. She had made a lot of enemies because after she was done with a boy toy, she'd get rid of them. And then automatically, no matter who they were, whoever, they uh uh he they dated after her she automatically made an enemy out of them it and it's like what you let him go you told him get lost and don't ever come back and then you're surprised he started dating again in the, one of the guys they, they hadn't dated for like 6 months but boy did she raise a fuss when he started dating again and uh, I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, uh, you know, that's just, 
the tip of the iceberg for strange ways of getting fired. Now, there's one piece of advice I'm going to throw out here to managers. Uh, when If you want to be a good manager, do not fire your employees over the phone. You, sure, you're, you, uh, you sit back and think, well, this will be better that way. That way they don't drive all the way out here just to find out they don't have a job. No. You you think they're you're doing you're doing them a favor? You're actually hurting yourself, you fucking idiot. Don't fire your employees over the phone because that is insanely unprofessional. And it it's just ridiculous. It and and it shows that you actually as a manager have no balls. But well that analogy doesn't work if the manager's a woman. Well, you don't have any guts. You know, you you fear confrontation and it's just ridiculous. Don't fire your employees over the phone. It's stupid. And that's all I have to say on that pro, uh, on that for now. It might come up again later. So after thinking about this episode for a little while, I decided to get on the Fraternal Order of Bartenders, it's a private group on Facebook, um, and ask, what were some of the dumbest reasons your boss fired you? And some of the responses that I got uh, were incredible. Uh, some of them, uh, you know, I think there are potential lawsuits in there. And some of them are kind of stupid. And I, I, I per- personally think you shouldn't complain that you got fired. You're lucky you only got fired. Some of these actually have some happy endings when it comes down to it, though. Uh, here's uh, something from James Garland. Uh, I had a couple come in with an infant. The father took his belt off and used it to tie the car seat to a bar stool. And so mommy could go play pool. Sounds like some great parenting. I told them to please take the baby home. They complained to the owner. The owner's attitude was as long as they spend money, a customer can do whatever they want. I stood my ground. He fired me on the spot. Guess what? He got shut down. And a few months later, I'm still tending bar. Good for you, James. And I mean, yeah, that sounds you know some like real redneck parenting there. Yeah, here's a, uh, an interesting one. Uh, Denise Marie Dove, uh, uh, she got fired for her cleavage. Well, that that's a sin in itself. Uh, customer put a three dip, uh, three dollar tip in her cleavage. She was fired for participating in an obscene gesture. <laughs> and what? a way to make up for an excuse to get rid of someone. The manager hated me. The whole scenario cost that club 101 members. But yeah, stupid, jealous people. Uh, some people actually went off on her uh, and uh, you know, telling her that she should have the respect for herself. Dude, sometimes you, uh, sometimes you do what you have to to get, uh, to get money. And what the hell is uh, wrong with what was wrong with that? It's not like she gave a lap dance to the guy he, and he didn't, I'm assuming here, he didn't actually make physical contact except with the dollar, couple dollar bills. Uh, I mean, come on. That's what that goes along. Uh, some of these responses that she got go along with that whole body shaming thing. Drives me batty. Now here's one from Zach Knoll that is just complete bullshit. Here's what he has to say. I work at a place where I worked a minimum of 12 hour a day 
six, sometimes seven days a week, where I was never allowed to have time off aside from when we closed the month of January, where I was still at work most days. I got really sick and couldn't call off. I'd be fired and kept trying to make it in. I wound up in the ER where I found out that I have ulcerative colitis. I went to work the next day uh, with the paperwork and told the, and was told I was going to I was going to be given time off. They said they no longer needed me and continued to, and continued to show my medical doc, documentation. Really great after three years of working for them. You know, that goes along with that whole thing of work-life balance. Work-life balance is incredibly important. Uh, sometimes managers don't see that, but, uh, you know, they don't realize that they've got a, a server or bartender that's working 12-hour shifts eight days a week, and they just go deal with it. I had a boss that was like that, and uh, I... I called him up one day and I said, listen, my grandmother's dying. I need to go. Uh, I need to leave now. And he says, uh, well, you have Saturday and Sunday off, right? I said, yeah. And he goes, go then. And I think I called him on a Tuesday. And uh, But family to me is very important. And I needed to be there, not just for my grandmother, for my mother, and uh and her sister and you know it was it was important to me that i be there and so i just said i screw it i'm going if i have a job when i get back cool if i don't fuck them and i had a job when i got back i called him up and i told him listen i'm um i'm back in town i'm ready to get back to work and he said all right see you monday uh he probably knew that nobody else would want to work there. That was a shitty, really shitty place. I think I talked about it a long time ago. Oh, here's a typical situation from Mandy Fisher. Uh, her reason for being fired, for being too brash. In all reality, management didn't like to be challenged and told why they're losing business. Later on, I found out the girl that quote-unquote replaced me was the one who convinced the owner to get rid of me so she could have my position. Oh, and yeah, she was banging him too and uh she uh uh was responded that that owner was the biggest dumbass in the world and usually uh cheating cheating the drunks so yeah that's another big bullshit one uh here's another interesting one val garcia she says i wouldn't stay past 2 a.m she lives in california and keep serving there it was a husband and wife boss team friends until whenever they felt like felt like it me and the husband had an agreement and i teach him to bar uh agree had an agreement i teach him to bartend and i don't serve past 2 a.m wife didn't like that uh, he was gonna be just be sitting next to her uh that particular night since he'd been serving them serving then uh gave me the okay you can uh, you can go but if you do don't come back i finished my bank grabbed my pay my tips and every receipt i ever made for the place and said to her when i said bye uh bye to the husband when i said bye to the husband he said bye see you tomorrow had a had to say nope your wife just fired me as her uh, he panicked and well 
and went to yell at her. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it said. Sorry if I wrote, I read that weird. This is cold reading. Uh, it's what all voiceover actors say. Um, mind you, uh, she also prefaced it later saying, mind you, I work doubles, uh, Friday through Sunday for them. I'm the last person to, uh, to ask to stay longer. I want some damn sleep. Sorry, not sorry. I've heard, I've actually witnessed that and heard that a lot of times where the bar manager takes advantage, uh, of owning a bar and, you know, if there, uh, like that same bar I was telling you about earlier that I got fired from, uh, she would bring her friends in. Now, Oregon State Liquor Law says nobody can bring outside liquor into your bar and outside liquor, food, for that matter. And um, one night she comes in with a bunch of her friends and she's got a Snapple bottle in her hand. And, uh, she left it on the table when one of my servers was trying uh, trying to do her thing and thought, what's an empty, uh, what's a Snapple bottle doing here? So she grabbed it, and all of a sudden the manager grabbed it from her hand and said, no, that's mine. And, well, she can't have outside drinking here um, and, you know, left it alone. And I uh, turned, to my, uh, turned to my friend, and I said, I bet you she's had something in there. Uh, you know, why protect a Snapple bottle that, uh, that hard? Snapple's not that good. Sorry, Snapple. Um, your sweet tea is actually pretty good, though. Um, the uh, so we're we pretty much decided that she was carrying her own liquor that she brought from somewhere else, probably from a friend's house, and uh, she, the uh, she also there was one night where she uh, her friend came up to order a lemon drop, and she says, "But can I have her make it?" And I said, "Oh, I make a pretty damn good lemon drop." And uh, then the manager came came behind the bar, even though she was off shift and she w- had been out all night. We don't know what she was doing all night. She could have been drunk behind the bar, and that would have gotten us in trouble. And she made lemon drops for all of her friends and didn't ring them up. And I I noticed that immediately. Uh, she didn't put them on a tab. She didn't do anything. She just handed them all the drinks, and they all went on their merry way. And you know, she was uh, the she took advantage of us a lot of times because there were times where she came in on karaoke night. We had the place packed for karaoke night because the, that small town people like to do their karaoke, and uh, she would all of a sudden come in, hand some dubstep music to the uh to the karaoke dj and say we're not doing karaoke tonight play this and so she, the karaoke dj she wanted to keep her job of course and uh played the music nobody was dancing except for her and her three friends and you know doing the pop and lock shit and uh and it, that annoyed a lot of our regular karaoke customers and they just got up and left and we lost a ton of business that night because she decided to take her friends to her bar and uh, turn it into a dance club. That was her whole plan for that bar. She wanted to turn it into a clubs, a nightclub of sort of thing, but that was neither the place or the clientele to do it. I mean, her bar was inside a strip mall. It was in a loop. 
you couldn't see it from the road and uh uh and she wanted to attract people from uh downtown portland to drive all the way down the to wilsonville to drink now and to all portlanders that's too far i mean there's way too much chance of getting pulled over if you live in portland live and party in portland and have to drive all the way up to wilsonville just to have a beer and you can't drink too much because you're gonna uh uh gonna end up getting pulled over and then you get a dui or whatever and you know if she would have kept that bar specifically for the locals it it would have gone way up but she fired me i'm not going to say anything special about me because i don't really think there was much special about me she fired her best bartender because her best bartender uh, uh fooled around with her ex as uh emphasis on the ex boyfriend and she tried you know took out the pool tables put in a stage nobody showed up for that and she uh you know held uh like specials if you came in to watch the bachelor nobody showed up for that and you know she i think she worked hard to run that place into the ground uh because everything she did from the second uh my friend Shannon left was uh well it pretty much was uh sabotaging everything it was just it it she didn't have her clients in mind and it uh just drove the business to the ground with the one of the bartender that took over after bat, both Shannon and I left uh I he came into the bar looking uh tired and I said Do you have a good night and he goes no I was bored all night and I said what happened and he he said manager took out the pool tables no customers came in they or they'd come in and see there were no pool tables and they just straight up leave and you know managers are full of shit like that and uh especially when they're trying to build their own business they think they have the uh they think they have business in mind and really they just got greedy or uh, or uh instead of using the business that they already had they wanted to build it to a different clientele that wasn't available that i mean yeah everybody makes stupid i uh stupid decisions and yeah uh and now you know all you can do is just hope they get COVID 19 and uh are sick for a few weeks i don't wish uh any particular harm uh towards uh, the the managers i hated there were a couple managers i actually still respect um but i the other ones i don't wish any particular particular harm to become of them but if it happens eh. Okay, people, let's move on to the musical portion of our show. My next guest hails from Nashville, Tennessee. Her name is Claire Riddell, and this is her single, You're Asking For It. Thank you. 
Once again, that was Claire Riddell with her single, You're Asking For It. If you want to find out more about Claire Riddell, just go to her website, www.clairriddellmusic.com. And uh, you can also find her on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and listen to her music on SoundCloud. Uh, Go check her out. Oh, let's let well one more thing about the whole uh why did I get fired sort of thing. Um you know what? That's something that you shouldn't really dwell on for really too long. Uh here's my advice if you get fired unexpectedly from your job. File for unemployment 
immediately. That should be number one thing you do. Head on over to the unemployment office and file. If uh, that way you get that out of the way and you still have money come in. And then if you're the type of person that refuses to go uh, without a job for too long, I commend you people, uh, then start hitting the streets. Start making phone calls. Because sometimes get finding another job is as easy as making a phone call. They, uh, you call other friends that come visit you at your bar and uh, tell them what your situation is. They might have a position open for you. That's happened to me once. And uh, or just start applying every single place that you can possibly find. I mean, hell, I know uh, that I I knew that uh, I would never be able to apply. Uh, I never would get a job applying at strip clubs, but I decided it's a job. It would have money. Odds are the money wouldn't make it out the door, but you know, it's still a job. So, uh, and yeah, that is purely, uh, purely sexist and unsensitive for me to say, but uh, yeah, I apologize. Lord, I apologize and be with starving pygmies down there in New Guinea. Copyright Larry, the cable guy. Um, so just remember, you got to take care of yourself first. I have for years, I have never believed that, uh, there's anything, uh, such as job security. I've never believed in, uh, the people at your work find you extremely valuable, uh, cause, uh, all of a sudden everybody's expendable. I mean, even with this COVID-19 thing going on right now, you feel like you're expendable, don't you? Uh, you're uh, Because you were asked to go home and they, clo- uh, and they closed down their restaurants for pickup only. And, you know, you can't be a bartender when there's pickup only. Except maybe out here in Texas. They, they, we have drive-through liquor stores. Can you believe that shit? But, you know, you know, just remember, take care of yourself first. All right, people, we've arrived at last call for this episode. Last call for alcohol, people. Yeah, come on up to the bar. I'll get you whatever you need. Just make sure you, know, you drink it down before two, because otherwise I'm going to pull it. Uh, thank you, for uh, thank you, Claire Riddell, for letting me use your single you're asking for it. Remember to check her out on SoundCloud or Spotify. Uh, check out her website, too. Um, I'd also like to thank cocktails and cravings for letting me steal your drink off your Instagram page. Uh, I will give you full credit on the Instagram post and the Facebook post and in this podcast, uh, for, uh, drink. Uh, the picture looks awesome and it looks like it, it sounds like it's pretty tasty. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys, the listeners. Remember guys, uh, listen, share, like, subscribe to my podcast. Uh, your bartender will thank you for it. And, you know, uh, let's get, uh, get something going. I want to, uh, if you want to be on, if you're a bartender or server and you want to be on this show, all you have to do is ask, email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast, Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. And well, I'm only on Twitter once in a while. Uh, Hey Bartender P O one, um, if you're a music act and you want to get your sound out there, I'd be more than willing to help. I love promoting inter- independent music. Uh, just remember, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. So, uh, until next time, people, 
Uh, I'd like to, as always, wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Felt so good, I had to blow again. I said, hey, what I tell you?